So what the hell happened uh, with this airstrike? Um, let's see. All I'm hearing right now is the Houthis are vowing to respond after the U.S. leads strikes in Yemen. Uh, Yemen is one hot spot. Let's see here. Uh, Associated Press. Israel-Hamas war. Uh, U.S. says it does not want wider war as Houthis vow to respond to strikes. We're not interested in a war with Yemen, a White House spokesman said. As a senior Houthi official called U.S.-led strikes on their forces folly and promised to retaliate. Oh, gosh. Um, a White House spokesman said Friday that the American-led military strikes on Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen were not intended to ignite a wider regional war even as Houthi leaders and their allies vowed to respond. I still got to figure out more about these Houthis. You know, they're more uh, potent than Al-Qaeda, even ISIS. They've got helicopters. They've got planes. They've got training manuals. They've got an officer's club. We're not interested in the war with Yemen. We're not interested in a conflict of any kind, said the spokesman, John Kirby. I don't think that's the right message. I don't think that's the right message. I think after you smack them, you know, we're happy to smack you again if you don't get in line. Conflict? Hey, we got an entire uh, war department. We got a Pentagon. You know, we're built for conflict. We don't want any conflict. We're not looking for any trouble. That's the wrong message. Let's see here. He goes on. In fact, everything the president has been doing has been trying to prevent any escalation of conflict, including the strikes last night. Uh, The U.N. has something to say about this that all parties involved in the conflict in the Middle East must not escalate the situation even more in the interest of peace and stability in the Red Sea and the wider region. Oh, yeah? Well, the Houthis started it, and then so did Hamas. So we got to finish this job. Uh, it is weird that we haven't heard from Biden at this point, and John Kirby, that nervousy game show guy, is calling all the shots. I don't like it, do you? Do you? It's a very strange little, uh, there's a vacuum. There's a vacuum. And you know, you know who can fill it. You know who's ready to fill it. Um, cut five. We're just days away from the Iowa caucuses. What percentage of your time these days is spent on your campaign? And what percentage is spent on your legal issues? Well, see, my legal issues, every one of them, everyone, civil, and the criminal ones are all set up by Joe Biden, crooked Joe Biden. This is something that's never happened in this country. Even when you look at this, this is all about Biden and her meeting. So even the civil ones, this is civil, they're set up by Biden. Uh, every single just about case that I'm involved in is set up by Biden. They're doing it for election interference. And in a way, I guess you'd consider it part of the campaign, because if you really look at it, they are doing this. It's never been done like this in this country. It's like we're a third world country, a banana republic. But every one of the things that you write about are Biden indictments. And uh, I don't know, you know, I just got a poll. We just had a poll. It just came out and we're leading massively in Iowa. We're leading very big in New Hampshire. We're leading because the people understand this stuff. These are all set up every time somebody sees me in court. Remember, Joe Biden and his thugs that surround him did it. They're trying to get a man in office that can't put two sentences together, and they're doing that. But so far, we seem to do very well. He's right. He's uh, completely right. And there is also this component to the whole thing. 
Uh, he talked about the Biden part, but what about the Leticia James part? Cut seven. This case is about the facts and the law. And Mr. Donald Trump violated the law. Wow. When she says it just like that, it must be. No, it's uh, it's Leticia. Cut eight. Former President Donald Trump took time off the campaign trail for closing arguments in his civil fraud trial in New York City, where he is accused of falsifying financial documents for a decade. With his businesses in New York at risk and after a long day in court, former President Donald Trump arrived at one of his New York properties to speak to reporters. We have our best poll numbers. We have the best everything despite this. And maybe because of this. With just days before the Iowa caucuses, Trump says his legal challenges here in New York and elsewhere are now part of the campaign trail. Are you planning to show up in court? Yeah, I want to go to all of my trials. Thursday saw the closing arguments over the extent of fraud in the New York civil case. Judge Arthur Ngoran, who has already concluded Trump and his two sons have defrauded banks and companies by inflating assets, is now weighing the scope of penalties. An explosive scene unfolded in the courtroom as Trump spoke up and veered outside the bounds of what the judge said he could say. This is a fraud on me. What's happened here, sir, is a fraud on me, Trump claimed. You can't listen for more than one minute. This has been a persecution he directed at Angoran, prompting the judge to cut him off and tell Trump's attorneys to control your client. And while New York state attorneys finished their closing arguments, Trump was already gone pumping his fists as supporters cheered him at his 40 Wall Street building. New York State Attorney General Letitia James. This case is about the facts and the law. And Mr. Donald Trump violated the law. Wow. So, I mean, my gosh, it sounds really bad for Trump. Uh, it's not. It is political persecution. You know, Letitia James even tweeted out that thing that was totally, totally discredited. That Mar-a-Lago is only worth $24 million. She has it right there. She says it's valued at $24 million, according to the um, Palm Beach County assessor, and Trump valued it at, I think, $400 million. Um, the place is now worth about $1.5 billion. Billion. Anybody who knows anything about real estate, anything about Palm Beach, ever been to the place, $25 million will get you a condo in that big building called the Bristol. It will get you a condominium. A big apartment. It's not going to get you Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago is on the ocean. It's on the ocean. They got, they, it's beachfront property for $25 million. No, it's impossible. But what are they going to do? What's Trump going to do? The media not backing them up. Uh, the legal community, they've gotten the message. Uh, defend Trump at your own peril to look at Rudy Giuliani. And that leads it to us, the people. But a lot of the people don't know, don't know, and constantly barraged, bombarded with fake news reports all the time. Well, thank goodness for that guy on Shark Tank. I don't like Shark Tank. I can't get into it. I think they're always mean to those uh, those people with their ideas. And sometimes the, some of those sharks, I mean, what makes them so smart? <laughs> You know, I just I, – I, I don't know. Uh, I I don't like that Barbara Corcoran. I don't like um, – what's the other guy? I don't know what his name is. I, not Mark Cuban. Nah, not Kevin O'Leary. All right. Let me just use the shorthand. Who's the black guy? Him. I don't like him. Uh, Kevin O'Leary. Actually, I don't like him either. He's the bald guy, right? I don't like him. But – 
he makes a good point on this. Um, he makes a good point. He was on he was he was on the fake news yesterday and he said this about Trump and what he's going through. You've been doing real estate for decades. Does this case strike you as odd? Well, let's leave out Trump for a minute and let's leave out politics and just talk about what happens in real estate development anywhere. So if you're a developer and you've got a building on on a block anywhere in America and it's worth, let's say, five hundred million dollars and you want to build a building right beside it, you go to the bank and say, this building is worth five hundred million dollars. I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset. And I want you to tell me it's worth 500 million too. And the bank negotiates with you and says, well, no, we think it's worth 400 million. And you fight it out. You're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you can possibly determine for them. You want them to be worth the very most because you're only going to get a 40 or 50% loan to value, as it's called. Then you borrow that money. In the case of a $500 million asset, maybe you get $250 million, and you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What, and, and by the way, forget about Trump. Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. They always talk about their asset being worth a lot, and the bank says no. And that's just the way it is. So... In this case, when I'm trying to figure out, and I'm not pro or con, or I don't care about the politics, who lost money? Nobody. The bank got paid back the construction finance loan, and a new building was built. And if, if you're going to sue this case and win, you've got to sue every real estate developer everywhere. This is all they do. This is what they do all day long, every day. So I don't think this thing will ever survive appeal, regardless of what the fine is. This doesn't even make sense. Now, look, I know Trump's got a lot of problems in other indictments and everything else. But but this if you're a real estate developer, you're watching this, you're saying, what is this? This is ridiculous. Well, good for uh, Kevin O'Leary. Why do they call him Mr. Wonderful? And I'm looking at the guy, uh, as I called him, the black guy, Damon John. Actually, I met him. I, he's he's one of the guys I like. Barbara Corcoran, I don't like. And I guess it's the Mark Cuban guy who uh, is always kind of, I don't know. I think there are too many people on that show who come in with good ideas and they nitpick and they're they're not very nice and they're kind of very, very confident in their riches. And uh, I, I, there's something about Shark Tank. I know it's a popular show. Kevin O'Leary, though, how about that for some truth? I haven't heard anything like that since this far started. And the other indictments, which I am actually better schooled on, especially the Alvin Bragg indictment, where... Nobody in the world has ever been prosecuted for this, for reporting money to the IRS as income, as income. Alvin Bragg actually says that as part of the criminal scheme, they reported money to the state tax authorities as income. And somehow they're in trouble for that. You know, I can't stand Fox News. I'm sorry. Shannon Bream, they're always delighted. The country is going down the tubes, but they are delighted. Today I heard them talking about, they always have that end of show thing, that end of show nonsense, and they're all giggling and laughing. It's called the kicker. It's called the kicker. You know, some, they got a video of a monkey taking a shower, and they all think it's cute. Shannon Bream, my goodness gracious, she hosts the Fox News Sunday show. The Fox, and she did not, when the Mueller report was rebutted, by the Durham report, you know how much time she spent on the Durham report? Zero. Zero minutes. 
anything that might be exculpatory or favorable to Donald Trump, they ignore. Something tells me that there is um, a guy who runs the place who uh, has a has a beef. A guy or a girl. I don't know. Somebody in management seems to have a big beef with Trump. 